Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, I'm going to brighten up your day. Um, I am in uh, uh, a bright mood. Um, bright. I'm trying to think of other things that bright just is one word. Anyway, we've got Lydia Bright on the podcast. That's why I was trying to go down the way of saying bright, um, which was she. Do you know what? She's just so sweet. I've known Lydia for so many years now. And every single time she comes into a room, she brightens up my day. Uh, she actually really does. Um, Francis is not here today because uh, it's actually his girlfriend, Katie's birthday. So happy birthday, Katie. Um, so he couldn't quite make it, which left the big guns to come out, i.e. me. Not talking about my muscles, talking about my chat, which is going to be on form. Uh, just swallowed there because I feel like I might not be on form, but obviously it will be on form. What am I talking about? Um, Lydia Bright from The Only Way is Essex on the podcast. Can't wait for this one. It's going to be great. Hey, also, before I forget, uh, we received some fan mail and we would love some more fan mail. We actually open it live on the podcast. So send us letters, postcards, po- photographs, something weird. Whatever it is, send it to 79 to 81 Borough Road, SC1, 1DN, titled Private Parts, or Jamie or Francis, and Jamie and Francis, whatever you want to do. We would love to receive something because it makes our day and hopefully makes your day. Anyway, Lydia Bright, ready to brighten up the world. Enjoy. (sighs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm going to do? Do you know what? For some reason, and I don't know why, I feel like we are like spirit animals. Hey, me and you? Yeah, I think really? so. Really? I feel, I feel like in a weird kind of way that we, we have a connection Aww. beyond like Earth. Do you? I feel like so, yeah. I think I feel it as well. Do you? Yes. I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just feel like we have this connection where... We, whenever we I feel s- like I have known you forever. Well, I feel like we have known each other forever. We have for quite a long time because we used to do a like fun YouTube show together, didn't we? Well, well, we actually um, we did something called Spin the Bottle together, which was like this, uh, like a YouTube kind of thing that was never ever going to be commissioned in its life. <laughs> but we thought well, this is it. We yeah. were like, this is one hundred percent it. It was a pretty random show. Did You're- I get naked in it? Mm, I don't think so. We didn't even... Did we kiss? No! Oh, no. I remember you wanted to kiss me and I had to say in my contract, I was like, look... That was it, wasn't it? I was like, oh. actually, you know what? I just can't... It'd be unprofessional. I know. And then what happened... You let me down. And then it was really upsetting because then you fell in love with me and then I had to get that <laughs> restraint against you. And then after the restraint happened... You then just became psycho. I know. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happened to me. And then... This I've is... actually got a really funny story. So do you remember this, right? Oh, no. So what is when it? we were recording that show, I remember, like, you were out one night and I was around the corner 
I think it was in Mayfair, you were in a nightclub and I was at a restaurant or something and I'd put something on my Instagram story and you wrote and you were like, oh, come here. So me and my friends ended up coming to the club with you and you were like, come on, after party. And we ended up getting in a tuk-tuk with some of your friends and ended up at your friend's after party. Your after party was at your house and we turned up and I was like... Where's Jamie in that? And they were like, uh, your friends had like taken us back to their after party, which wasn't their after party. It was just two of them. I think they think that we were going to get it off with them. Were they like, now get naked? And we were like, no, this isn't the party we was promised. What? Is that, were you with Jess Wright? I can't even remember. I mean, I, we were like young. Like, do you want to hear it? I don't know if you know that. I, I think it was with you. I, should I say this? I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? You snogged Jess Wright. I remember. <laughs> I did I in the remember. nightclub. And I woke I up the next... it was that night. I think it was that night. We went yes. to Raffles nightclub and I, and I woke up the next morning, thought you had died, I think. And I was like, where's Lydia? I was at your friend's party. <laughs> it wasn't your friend's party. It was me, your friend, my friend, another random person. And then I think we were there for about 10, 15 minutes. And I was like... Is anyone going to call a Domino's or otherwise I'm coming? And they were like, no, just get naked. We want to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. (laughs) This is where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our lives. What a long little intro. Hello, Lydia Bright. Hello, darling. Oh, my God. Do you know what? I said this. I I do like a little ramble before the guest comes in. And I said, you honestly, I think you brighten up everyone's lives. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, yeah. You, but you are. But you're, but you're, I think your whole family's like, like that as well because I, uh, I've never met your mum but she's obviously been on haven't you I've never met her oh my god that's really weird because we're always together yeah you always but the most amazing thing or maybe I have maybe I have met your mum once but uh, one of the most amazing things about your family is that I think I can say is that your your mum is a foster parent as well how amazing is that no many years they've been doing it now for my parents have been doing it for nearly 28 years yeah my whole lifetime really but is that hard for you because or is it easy because you must then have loads of different people come into your lives the entire time and then they go what happened how does it work so yeah well it depends what my parents are doing at the time so sometimes they decide to do short-term fostering sometimes they do long-term sometimes they do emergency so when they're emergency placement sometimes they can be there for as little as like a couple of hours when they're long-term placements they can be there for years um but yeah recently my parents have done long-term for actually quite a quite a considerable amount of years now so they don't leave as often but But we still do get yeah actually my parents have been doing babies for the last couple of years and we've had four babies and they've left for adoption and things and it's heartbreaking it must be it must be like heart i was about to say it's like having a puppy and then saying bye to it but it's obviously a human um but (laughs) but the thing about it is that that is so incredible that your your parents do that yeah because Okay, you know, in life is tricky anyway. We were talking about this earlier with the guys in the room, but life is tricky anyway. Let alone, you know, and looking after kids and things like that. Not let alone looking after kids who aren't even your own and you have to deal with... And from what I can imagine is that sometimes the kids must come in and they're probably... You know, they probably had some troubled upbringings or something like... Oh, completely. Like- yeah, no child comes into care and they're, like, the perfect child. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in care. They've normally come from, like, quite destructive upbringings and you know sometimes they've been unfortunately part of some sort of abuse so they do come in and and a lot of the time it's like very chaotic when a new child arrives because they've got all their challenges but I think that's 
part of the magic of being a foster parent or a foster family is that you get to see that child then you know develop and blossom and flourish and you know all children need really it's like a stable upbringing and love and yeah and then you kind of watch them evolve yeah hey. i mean don't get me wrong they're a lot of the children just have you know they have issues for the rest of their life understandably in most circumstances um but they're all lovely kids they've just been dealt a really bad like card in love life is a lottery life is a lottery 100 it's true kids just need love talking to you mum why didn't you give me the love that i needed she just my mum never loved me i don't think no she did are you joking my mum's gonna listen to this yeah yeah no my mum loves me more than anything in this world she has pictures of me all over her house i'm like take them down shrine oh my god a shrine but it is amazing but do you think that's why you're quite good with people is because you were surrounded by people and new people the entire time um Oh, because you yeah, said you were quite was, shy as well at school, but... I was shy, yeah. I actually was quite a shy child. And a lot of my upbringing, my childhood, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. So I used to spend half the time, really, with my my parents and half uh-huh. time with my grandparents because I was quite a quiet child and my house was so chaotic. Oh, no, that makes my heart melt. So you went to your grandparents because so, you felt like it was too loud. I loved it because my grandparents bought me rotten. Like, they're all their kids obviously were growing up with their own kids so I used to spend a lot of time with my grandparents can I ask you a good question do you, do you remember when grandparents used to say that did your grandparents ever say to you do you want to spend a penny did they ever um, say that that saying no my, my, I don't think so my granny used to say to me do you want to spend a penny and I'd go yes please I would love to spend a penny and then she would take me to the bathroom <laughs> to take a pee and I'd be like well, that's oh fucking... it means to go to the toilet yeah I thought it was like let's go and buy a calypso no my nan never said that. Did she not say that? No, she used to have little like sayings and things, but that wasn't one of them. I've just at this moment remembered... She used to sing a lot of war songs. Well, it's she was... a long way to Tipperary. Have you heard what? that one? No, because I wasn't in the war. My, my <laughs> grandmother, yeah. My grandmother was in foster care, do you know that? Was she? Yeah, which is quite a nice story because of that. But my grandma had a... Because when the war was happening, my grandma and her youngest brother... She was one of five, but her youngest brother, they went into foster care in Wales to get out of London because of the bombings, but she had a really negative experience. So growing up, my mum used to hear about my grandma's awful experience in care, and I think that kind of made her, encouraged made her my mum more. Yeah, what a nice little story. I think, but why, I want to know, why did your grandmother just walk around singing water? Just random? Because she, she, she used to learn them when she was in care. Yeah, they used really? to teach. She would just then go and sing it still. Yeah, or like when the bombings were happening and things and she used to go in the London Underground, they used to learn all war songs. So my mum used to teach me them. I used to, I've just remembered it. This was another one. I can't wait for this. Here we go. All I want is a place somewhere far away from the city, yeah, with one enormous chair. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? Are we in a musical? I mean, literally, (laughs) lots of chocolates for me to eat. A lot of and a lot of songs yeah, yeah why do you, you we've also, got really off topic haven't we no there is no topic to this <laughs> but also i love the fact that even though you're from essex you went even more cockney for yeah, it because none of my family are from essex so this is the thing all people from essex are from the east end yeah so but the way that it's gone now is that everyone from essex is moving back to the east end so well especially west essex where i'm from all my parents all my 
All my friends' parents are from the East End. Okay. All my family were like Walthamstow, Hackney and things. And I was actually East London until I was a teenager. And then I moved to Essex. Everyone loves to claim they're like East I London. I was. I was born in Leightonstone. Which you did it, Oh, I was. I was fucking... E-18. I'm a fraud. No, I'm joking. I am an Essex girl through and through. But... I, I love the fact that I went... You know, everyone likes to say, I, I was, I was for me, I was. I'll put a knuckle duster on me and I'll hit someone. Check it out. That is true, though. Everyone from Essex is like to throw it in that their family from East London. Weirdly, weirdly enough, I, I was born up in uh, Hackney. Was you? No, obviously not. I was, <laughs> I, was not say. I was not born up in Hackney. I think I could fit in in Hackney quite well, though. I think you could before you speak. No. You've no. got that kind of look. You're quite edgy with your tats and stuff and your little dress sense but no. then you'd open your mouth and everyone would be like oh, alright let's, clearly not let's have a little here. bit let's have a little bit of role play then okay so uh, you're you are you're a barman uh, a, bar, okay. a bar lady and you're serving me a drink I've walked into the the, the pub okay and I want a drink you ready <clears throat> this is this is me not acting this is me sim- simply being me Come right <sighs> you, you're gonna offer me a drink Oh, what I've got to say first. Yeah, so... Okay, so I'm an East End bar lady. Yeah, right? you're just you. You're just you. No, because... Okay, no, I want to put on the accent. <laughs> you've, already got, you've already got the accent. You don't need... No, but this is a bit Essex, isn't it? <laughs> I just want to be East End. You just love... You all right, love? Can I get you a pint or anything? Yeah. Name's Peggy. All right, Peggy. Uh, my name's... Lysander. What? No, that's definitely... You are... That oh, is, hey, listen, There's no Peggy. one in the East End called Lysander. Yeah. Oh, well, you should, you should meet my family. Mercutio as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why even exotic? It'll be Dave and, and Bob. It wouldn't be Dave and Bob. Dave, yeah, like that's an East End name. I it? have a friend called Lysander who lives in Hackney. Really? No, again, no, I'm <laughs> lying again. I just keep <laughs> lying on this podcast. But I just remember this one thing just now, going back to your grandma, is that I just literally remember this moment. I remember I used to go up to my grandmother's room and try on all of her makeup and wear her clothes. Uh, what? Yeah. I, I honestly, <laughs> I'm literally at this. Have I just opened up Pandora's box? Really? Have I just suppressed all this emotion? Yeah, I remember I used to, I used to go and put on her mascara and her lipstick and things like that. I mean, I, I love that you just felt like confident enough to be able to, you know, do that. Well, I don't. I used to do. I used to. I used when I was kid. I used to do weird things. Really? I, I remember. I can't believe I'm That's telling you. That's pretty crazy. I used to. I used to line my teddy bears. Up in a row. This is bizarre. Oh my god! And I went downstairs and I got a wooden spoon. And okay. I used to. And I used to come out into the room. And I used to thank them. Myself. I used to. I used, used to, to. I used to get cross at my daddy, and they would get cross at me. And I would then spank myself because I'd been bad with the wooden spoon. I'm what pretend that it was from your teddy yeah, bear. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a fetish now that you've like carried on into later yeah. life? No, if you come into my room, I've got loads of teddies. I love them watching me when I have sex. <laughs> I actually used to do something with my teddies as well, but it's not as weird as that. I used to want to be a vet growing up. Mm-hmm. So what I used to do is I used to always snap the antennae off my radio. Because remember like back in the day, the radio, like the antennae, like you'd push it down. And I used to think did it was like Did you actually grow up in the war? Like, <laughs> did you actually just grow up in no. the war? <laughs> Are you joking? I used radio to have this antennae that would like, go up here and I used to stand on the top of my Radios used to have antennas in our day. Yeah, I know. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to pretend that it was a syringe. I used to inject them with the antenna. And mum used to be like, Lydia, snap the antenna of another radio. <laughs> 
What? So you'd go around snapping, snapping antennas off radios to so just... I could pretend it was an injection, a lethal injection. You must have done something else weird when you were a kid. What was it? Like, you um, must have done weird things. Okay, so my dad's a tiler. Uh-huh. And um, my dad used to bring back boxes of mosaic tiles, you know, the little small mosaic tiles. Yeah. And um, me and my sister, my mum used to go to Ikea and buy all the like wooden plain frames. And me and my sister used to sit there and make, um, but decorate the frames with mosaic tiles. And we used to sell them on our front lawn. So like people used to walk past and we used to sell them. It was, we had a little like mosaic frame shop. Yeah, but again, I don't think that's that weird. I just think is that's quite entrepreneurial of you and quite businesslike of you. I feel like... But nobody used to buy anything. So my dad used to walk up the road and give people like 50p and go, please, can you go and buy something from my daughter's stalls? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That honestly... <laughs> breaks my heart okay that is the sweetest thing in the entire world yeah so they they used to force people to buy i love that but hang on a sec so i want to work something out so you you said that you were a shy kid and used to go to your grandparents to kind of get away from the noise and things like that yeah uh but then what happens is is that you then join a reality show the only way is essex from the very beginning yeah uh you know it was uh, it's sort of the beginning of all reality shows pretty much in the UK if you're shy and a bit removed from being in those situations why do you then go and do a TV show like that oh gosh I mean I think I was just given the opportunity and I didn't really know where my life like, was going and you were like I just really want to be famous no uh, you were like, I can see it in your eyes you're just I like really, I really I never thought that I would be famous ever like really didn't but I didn't really know where my life was going so I came out of school I did my A-levels and I did get a place in uni but I didn't really want to go what um, uni were you going to go to? Brighton. Okay. Um, and I deferred it because, you know, I was selling mosaics on my store. I was very entrepreneurial <laughs> and I wanted to earn money. Yeah. I was like, I need to earn money. So I like deferred my placement and I went out into the big bad world to try and find a job. And I came out of school when it was a recession. It was so hard to get a job. I remember my first ever job that I got was in West Drayton, which is near Heathrow. And it used to take me an hour and 40 minutes to get to work every single day. What was it guiding in the planes? Were you I actually people? worked at, at... Get in here, No, planes. it was at the BMI training centre where all the pilots used to go. What did you do there? Um, I just was like front of house reception. And I used to... I remember every day on my way home from work, I used to have to get on the North Circular. Sometimes I'd be sitting there for two and a half hours. I was like crying like, oh my God, like is this going to be my life forever? And once I like took into account my travel and stuff, I was earning like... 40 pounds a day and then um, that's really quite low yeah and then um and then I got a job in Camden um so you're really entrepreneurial but I mean I was just doing rubbish jobs I had like good I had good qualifications but it just there was just no jobs anywhere but you had this you had this vision where you 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 knew that you wanted to achieve something right you knew that you wanted to go and do something and you knew that you wanted to be successful in your own right I just really wanted to earn money and 
And I just, I just had enough of studying, but I thought, oh, if I've got to go uni, I will. Then I went to Spain on my first girl's holiday, to Marbella, of course. Is that what you kissed your first boy? <clears throat> no. So you're... We've sidetracked. I know this is what happens sometimes. So you're 14 years old, right? What, when my first kiss? Yeah. No, 11. Oh, you're 11 years old? Well, actually, old. I think I was younger. I was year six. Is that 11? I, I have no idea. 11, I think I was. So you're 11 years old. Leader Bright. He stole my shoes. Player. He stole my shoes. After he kissed you. So he he kissed you, then mugged you. He stole (laughs) my shoes, so I snogged him to get my shoe back. How old was Peter? Same age, 11. Okay, so he's not like 32. 11, but he was about two foot. And I grew really tall as well. Like, I was so tall in years. I was like the same height as I was now. And I remember bending over and snogging Peter Frugge, who was like half my height. But, but what, what feeling? What feeling came over? Did you like it? Did no, you... I was in disgust. Really? I just wanted my shoe back. <laughs> I love the fact that he <laughs> stole your shoe. I'm going to use that tactic today. Yeah. I'm going to go to a bar and nick someone's bag and go, we're not going to unless you snog me. That's how it happened. What, what, what happened to the love story? Well, did, it, did he... Nothing. He was going up my friend Simone. <laughs> you... You don't She knew I was snogging him though. She just said, you're going to have to do it. And I was like, Simone, that's your boyfriend. Simone is kinky. Simone is kinky. Maybe she was up for something. She was gunning for the threesome. Yeah. Oh, you nicked my shoes. Now you nicked my and virginity. Simone was even taller than me as well. Really? Yeah. Peter obviously loves a tall lady. He's like Bernie Eccleston. It's yeah. 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 Jesus. Peter Ferrugia. Peter Ferrugia, that was his name. Oh my god! Yeah. At eleven, I had my first. I feel like everyone has their first kiss at eleven. My first kiss was at eleven. Well, it wasn't at eleven. When did you lose your virginity? Uh, fourteen. <gasps> That's young. When did you lose yours? Sixteen. Well, it's two years older. No, I could... but mine's at sixteen. You're legal. Fourteen's but... illegal. Technically, yeah, bad that was a boy. criminal offence. Yeah, who's the one from Hackney now? <laughs> um, uh, you, you. I imagine. And you don't have to talk about it, but I'm going to ask you the question. I imagine when you lost your virginity, there were like rose petals there. There were candles No. Oh, no. Was no. it behind? Was it no, Peter it was behind? A, the no, it was in a home. It was in a house, but what? it wasn't romantic. It was in a halfway house. No, it You were was all taking crap. Feel, and- no, <laughs> it was in a house. I feel like I can't even go into this conversation. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you it can. Was, it was, I remember we were playing music. It was with a boyfriend. We were playing music, but it was back when, remember you used to record songs on your um, phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like that. So it was all fuzzy. It was like on the radio station. And then like, I remember the song was playing. Then it was like, then it like, went to the radio. Radio presenter, and I was like, "Oh, rewind song." You were again. like, "Don't worry, I can make a radio with all the aerials I have." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I've collected these as a kid. So let's just make the ultimate radio. So the music's playing. Yeah, no, I don't want to go into this topic. Can we go back to um? I just, I just, how I joined Towie. <laughs> yeah, we can in a second. Let's rewind. Okay, let's go. Let's be like the tape. <laughs> Tell me more about Pete. <laughs> Peter Frugia. Okay, so, so Hank, so you're... I didn't lose my opportunity to be the Frugia, by the way. By the way, Lydia is <laughs> winking at me. I forgot I to say, Also, I forgot to tell all the listeners that Lydia is naked at the moment <laughs> as well. Just, she's naked and she's stolen my shoes and I don't know what <laughs> is going to happen no. right now. But whatever it is, I'm excited. Um, okay, so you're insecure. Not insecure. <laughs> <laughs> that came 
syndrome. <laughs> so I was just talking about myself. <laughs> so I, I went into my own psyche just then. Oh, you're just insecure and just timid. And, oh, anyway. Hi, Lydia. Um, so you are, okay, so you're working all these jobs. You're, you're going on the northern line. You're taking two and a half hours to get back yeah. to work. You're upset. All those kind of things. What happened next? So I went to Marbella and I went on my girl's Did you holiday. kiss someone there? Probably, yeah. Oh, of course cool. I yeah. did. Of course, you started 11. You're so, going to be on it. So, oh no, actually I was with Arj. Of course I didn't. What am I talking about? I Probably did still. No, I didn't. <laughs> so I went to I went to Marbella and I was on my first girls holiday and I quit my job when I was out there and didn't come home and started working in a bar out there. I was with James uh-huh. and we broke up. He flew home. He got on the show and the season was coming to an end and the show contacted me and was like, would you like to come on The Only Way is Essex. And I was, I'd heard about it. Um, and obviously, what your, people what were, were your, talking about it. What were your first impressions? Were, so because so, Well, when, I was not really... I, I had no interest in being famous, but then they said to me, we'll pay for your flight home. Well, and you, we'll pay you 50 quid a day. And you were no, like... No, I never got paid of- at the beginning, <laughs> but they offered to pay for my flight home and I was, I, I was broke. I was only 18, so I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Really? Then so that's they flew me happened. home and I thought maybe I'd do a couple of it. What's so interesting I want to find out about this is because, you know, you did The Only Words Essays, I did Made in Chelsea. And at the beginning, Made in Chelsea, when it first came on, was from all of my friends and everyone everyone was like, oh, my God, this is just car crash. And and, and reality TV has a stigma anyway. We both know that. But it was like a bit of like everyone just, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Oh, my God. And maybe it was a sense of jealousy or maybe actually some of them actually generally thought that. What the fuck are you doing? Was that the same with The Only Words Essays? Were more people like, I actually want to get on the show? Um, No, I remember when it first aired, everyone was like like going mad about it I wasn't in it from ep one I came in like halfway through the first series but I remember when it first yeah came out like everyone was like oh my god it's an embarrassment it's a shame to Essex girls it's like a shame to the Essex name everyone was really angry about it and then it kind of started doing a bit of a turnaround um and then people just loved to hate it and it became a bit of a cult and then when I got asked to do it no, everyone around me was like, go for it. My family are very much like, nothing ventured, nothing gained, grab every opportunity. You never know where it's going to go. If it doesn't work out, you know, then change. Like, there's nothing to be lost. So when I got like, asked to do it, my family were like, go for it. It'll be fine. And they, they knew, they knew who I was. So they yeah. were like, you know, we're not afraid that you're going to go on it and, and, and embarrass this. yourself. Yeah, but also, Liz, with you, I think that um, out of everyone on the show, everyone in reality, you've very much just stayed as you. And, and, and not saying, I'm not saying that people change those, but like, you know, off screen, on screen, but off screen, you're exactly the same as you are on screen. And you never changed that. And for you, I think it was probably quite hard because anyone who knows The Only Way Is Essence or knows you, um, is that you went through a pretty hard time. Yeah. Because James Arge Argent, who... <laughs> I love it how people call him is that Arge. That's not a middle name. <laughs> it's, <not? laughs> it's, just, it's just people nicknamed him Arge and he couldn't get James Argent on Twitter. So he put James Arge Argent. But now people <laughs> think that's his middle name. I thought it's just very Essex of them to go Sometimes. like this is this is this is John, this is John Jr. and this is John John Jr. <laughs> that's what happens. No, so I thought no. this is this is Arge Arge. This is Arge Argent and this is Arge 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 Argent. No. That is, do you know what as well once when we were um we were on a show I can't one of the presenters had obviously never watched show before and they were like um so James Org <laughs> 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 
James Arg. Arg. James Arg. 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 also, it's impossible to make it sound anything else but Arg. Yeah. <laughs> they went, they went, James Arg, Origin, and Mario. And I was thinking, this person clearly doesn't watch Mario? the show. Uh, for Mario. Mario. Actually, I think it was Peter Andre. Yeah, it was what Peter Andre. It was the centre. <laughs> Did he go, sorry, it's not Arg. <laughs> I think we just went with it. Uh, right, Liz, we've got to stop there because uh, that's the end of part one. I mean, I just, I can't even tell you, I'm having the most fun I think I've ever had. Really? Yeah, since. Since last week. Since, last since about an hour ago. This is, this is the best fun since an hour ago. Uh, I'm privileged. Uh, hey, guys, uh, don't go anywhere because uh, we'll see, you're not going to go anywhere. You're listening to podcasts. You can walk around. Walk, go anywhere you want. Go, go wherever you want. Uh, do it, but just make sure you keep listening to part two. This is Libby again.